welcome back to the A to Z podcast. We're your host. I'm Alec. And I'm Zach. And today we got a fun podcast. We're going to talk about the new Disney Plus series that came out a couple weeks ago, Loki. And just give us, uh, give you all some uh, early impressions on what we think about the show so far. And it'll have spoilers. So if you don't like that, you can turn back now. But before we get into that, Zach, how have you been? I've been good. We took a little week hiatus because I got my second dose of the COVID vaccine. So I'm fully vaccinated now and I'm happy about it. Uh, but yeah, I had a I had a terrible day on Thursday after I got the vaccine. Uh, it started out, I woke up and I thought I was okay. So I went to work and I was okay, just working. And then around two o'clock that day, I started feeling like really, really achy to the point where like even sitting in my chair at work was uncomfortable. I started getting chills and I brought like a jacket to work because I knew that would maybe happen. And I was like, it was so funny. I was like at my desk working with my jacket on and my hood over my head, like shaking and like, (laughs) you know, just, you know, sitting there. People probably thought that something was wrong with me. Something was wrong with me, so they wouldn't have been wrong. But uh, I stuck it out the whole day at work, (laughs) even though I was feeling terrible, came home and my body was probably the most achy it had ever been. I mean, I've had the flu like three times in my life, but this was worse. For that one day, it was worse than the flu. Wow. Uh, but the next day, you know, like like with a lot of people, I woke up on Friday morning and I was like, I feel completely fine. <laughs> so yeah, just one day, just one day. And it was only uh, probably about seven or eight hours of like really, really bad symptoms. Would I want to do it again? I don't know. That was pretty bad. But uh, for anybody that hasn't done it, don't, you know, don't take it as a warning not to. It's definitely worth it to go through that just for a few hours rather than actually get the virus and potentially spread it to somebody else. So I, I was yeah, fine for with sure. It. But yeah, I mean, uh, other than that, one of the big projects I've been working on at work for probably about four or five months now, we finally finished it this week. So that was nice. Uh, and on, I guess that was yesterday. Uh, our boss uh, took us out, me and the new guy. And, you know, we had some appetizers to celebrate a little bit. Some of the people that were involved in the project came out there, too. So it was a good time and uh, happy to be done with that huge project. But yeah, I mean, just other than that, kind of chilling. I played weekly basketball today, like we usually do on Thursdays for my company. And it was hot outside, so it was brutal. Uh, I was like feeling pretty, pretty bad afterward. And everybody else was kind of feeling kind of bad, too, because we played for like an hour straight Mm -hmm. and it was just brutal. And I was like, you know what? Maybe we should like find a way to get some kind of company membership at like a rec center because there's a pretty nice one nearby. And everybody was like, you know what? That's a really good idea. Because not only could we play inside, we could actually like shower afterward, which would be nice because like we just go back to work and then change. But we're like nasty and disgusting. So having a yeah, shower weird, would be yeah. nice. Yeah. So everybody actually was pretty, pretty on board with it. So we might end up doing like a corporate membership there. So, yeah, I mean, nice. that's, that's fun. We're upgrading. But yeah, other than that, not much. I love hearing about your work. I feel like every time I hear about it, it's like it seems like this like nice, like tight-knit little community you guys are always doing like just cool stuff and then like you know you finish that project and then you know i hear about your boss taking you out like oh let's celebrate you know this occasion let's let's go out and then y'all just went out and played some basketball like yeah and then they're gonna have a corporate membership to your basketball like that's now we're gonna have basketball every thursday it's a real thing oh yeah no yeah (laughs) it's it's, it's definitely pretty tight-knit that's the benefit you get with working with like a smaller company uh mm-hmm. even something like i just made a suggestion and now it's probably going to happen they talk to the higher ups they're like oh yeah sure you know 
So that's like the benefit of knowing everybody and being pretty close with everybody you work with. And I've liked it. Uh, it's been pretty good, good so far. So, yeah. It's like The Office, except less goofy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people people can be kind of goofy, but, you know, when it comes down to it, pretty serious. <laughs> yeah. They actually like do their job. <laughs> exactly. Don't just like walk yeah, around awesome. doing nothing. <laughs> uh, well, I've been doing nothing, been hanging out, um, you know, still, still on that job search, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. It's been pretty tough, but. Um, had a, had, uh, had some good interviews, been going through things, um, so waiting on seeing on something and hopefully I'll have a awesome announcement coming up pretty soon. So who knows? Cool. Yeah. Uh, but, but other than that, I mean, I'm just enjoying my summer, dude. I haven't had a real summer in like five years. Yeah. You know? Um, and you know, it kind of, it kind of sinks a little bit just to like the, the job search part where I'm like, I feel like I'm still kind of working, you know, like I have to like, you know, get in there. Um, but I've been super busy the last five years. And then even last year we had COVID. So like we really couldn't go out and do a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. Even though I was technically free, it just still was pretty isolating. But like now things are opening up a little bit more and you can like go out or even just go to the beach or something. I'm like, I haven't been out in the sun in forever. So I've been trying to do a lot of that. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. Even though not, not too much of it, but I've been trying to do a little bit. Today I swam at the, my, my parents' house at their pool. So. Nice. Hey, that's getting out at least. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I shouldn't need, I just need to go outside and have fun. Um, yeah. That's what summer's all about. I was happy that we were able to uh, go out and float uh, oh, yeah. this last that weekend too. That was fun. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, crack it. let's get into this low key. Ah. So yes. you started just watching it like recently, right? Like you like kind of binged the first two episodes or like you were watching it as they were coming out. Yeah, nah, I think I started last week and I watched the first two episodes and then I just watched the third today. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I mean, like, so funny with, thing with me, like, with Marvel, like, I never really liked the Marvel movies. Like, I, like, I'm into comic books, right? And, like, comic book games and other media, right? But mm-hmm. I never really was, like, into the movies for whatever reason. I don't, I don't know if I was, like, oh, the mainstream or whatever. Like, I'm not sure that really bothered me. But I just watched them and I was like, I'm not sure if I liked them that much. But... Uh, kind of recently, I just like went through all of them. I like watched every single one. And so like now I'm like caught up and I'm like kind of invested in like keeping up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've been watching all of them, like the WandaVision, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And so I've been waiting for this low key thing for a while. Like just I've known about it. I don't really know what it entails necessarily, but I was excited to kind of, you know, see, see what it was all about. So I've been following right. it since it came out a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. I didn't, I didn't really even know much about it. I, I'm not like super invested in all this stuff. I did like the Marvel movies, but I was kind of in the same boat as you uh, where I, I wasn't like highly invested in keeping up with the timeline. Even some mm-hmm. I, there were some movies I saw. I didn't even know where they fit in, like on the full Marvel Universe timeline. So but uh, I have I tried watching The Winter Soldier. Didn't really like it that much. I think I got like two episodes in and kind of dropped it. Maybe I'll pick it back up uh, if if you know. I do want to get more invested in what's going on in their continued universe. And I never even watched WandaVision because I mean, it might be an unpopular opinion, but I don't really care about Wanda or Vision. So that show was yeah. just like not very enticing to me. Like the very first episode was weird for that. But then like, I feel like the, you know, I'm not going to go any spoilers for that because that's not what this is, but it, right. it um, gets really kind of more exciting as it like continues the, the episodes per, like throughout that first season. Mm-hmm. So I think it gets worth it toward the end. Like it's interesting the way they like they do things, but um, it's supposed to all kind of this is supposed to like all be like 
the um, the projection going into um, like the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and all the other movies coming out. Right. Yeah. So all of this is supposed to like do things to like uh to influence the next few movies or whatever, like the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. You know, mm-hmm. like that title implies a lot of things, right? And we can talk about right. that here, right? Um. But I didn't really know where they were going with this whole Loki thing. I thought it was going to be like, I knew it was going to be, I knew it was the end game Loki. Like when he like gets the Tesseract and he like disappears, mm-hmm. but I didn't know like what that necessarily meant. Um, but I think the first episode is pretty interesting the way they like just kick it off. Um, so we'll jump right into the first episode, but um, <laughs> he like flies into like this random desert. What? I don't remember where it was at. Me neither. Um, um, but he like just pops in and then like, starts speaking English to these like people he knows that don't speak English. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then we've come to find out that like, he's like a variant on a different timeline. And when he like did that thing, he just like popped into a different like direction of what he was supposed to do, which I kind of still don't really understand like completely yet. Right. Yeah. That was something, <clears throat> you know, and they even talk about that too. He he gets taken to the TVA, the Time Variance Authority, and they start kind of like grilling him and they say that he's going to get put on trial. And uh, he talks to them about how like he knows the Avengers went back in time and he was like, well, well did they disrupt your timeline? They're like, oh, no, that was supposed to happen. So I was like, OK, you know, that, that does seem kind of convenient, right? That exactly uh, like an in game, <laughs> it was supposed to happen. Tony Stark was supposed to invent time travel and then mess with their own timeline so much. But then whenever Loki it's the tesseract i guess by quote-unquote accident you know he, he teleports away and they're like oh nope sorry you can't do that even though we knew that there were people influencing the timeline you were in that could cause like disruptions like this so i don't know that seemed kind of convenient to me to be honest and also it's kind of unfair to that variant of loki like yeah uh, like <laughs> um when tony stark gets hit right that's like that's current time tony stark right when yep he get yeah he gets smacked and he grabs the tesseract i don't remember how they re retreat the te- no they go they go to a different place right in end game i think so they had to they yeah, like they try gone. again right they're like dang it <laughs> we messed this one up right um but yeah well, that's like totally unfair to that loki like like tony was saying something completely dumb he's like i'm gonna get some hot dogs from the top floor like something like some like crap like that like something that was totally irrelevant mm-hmm. and he gets hit and then <laughs> loki gets the the tesseract because of that but then because tony wanted some hot dogs or something he's getting like the the short the short stick or the exactly. short star or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you fully. I mean, that's a very good point. It's like if we really boil it down to like the nitty-gritty too, the that only happened because the Avengers were messing with the timeline in the first place. Like exactly. he never would have have been in that position or gotten the Tesseract if, you know, Tony hadn't messed with what was happening in the past. So, the fact that they were even going to like punish him for that, I don't know. It, uh, I don't really like it. Yeah, but then he gets like hit with a stick or whatever, with a mm-hmm. slow stick. They need to bring that back because they only did that that one time at the very beginning of the first yeah, episode. Yeah, I'd actually it. forgotten about that. They in yeah. like the later episodes, they only use like their zap stick that I guess like disintegrates yeah. people into nothingness. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> yeah, like that. Maybe we'll find out where they go, or mm-hmm. if they just literally just they just melt them. <laughs> yeah, because I'm curious about that. Like, do they get transported to another timeline? Do they get transported to like some holding universe? Like what, what's going on there? Or are they just gone? Yeah. You know, because, well, well, you know, remember the scene where he's like in that like little waiting room kind of thing. And they watch that little clock lady talk or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, in that little cartoon, that guy, like 
gets like zapped or whatever and he like goes back to his like original point and keeps moving forward okay so i mean it might take him back in time but that doesn't make any sense either because there would be like you wouldn't you would never be able to go back to where you were right in the timeline because if there's a there's a the sacred time there's a single linear timeline that's always moving forward if you go back in any way there's always going to be that version of you that was always there so then you can't replace that part unless you kill him <laughs> yeah you know what i mean i mean there's so many issues with the whole time travel uh concept right so that it, i think it would be interesting though to figure out what exactly happens yeah but i don't know whatever <laughs> that, that one that that funny dude or whatever who was like talking about his ticket just got sad yeah look he's like oh god <laughs> yeah um i was I remember i rewatched it the other day so i was watching it with sam but uh i was like why do people like when they like like they're looking for something or they like think they lost something the first thing they go is like toward their like chest area they like grab their chest area before mm-hmm. they like check their pockets you know what I mean? yeah i've noticed that in movies it's, too it's like, like why why not just go instantly to your pockets it's probably where everything is <laughs> yeah i mean i i can i can i can like imagine like maybe you're wearing a suit and you have like a suit pocket yeah know, like a coat pocket <clears throat> but like i mean are you really wearing a suit that often and i'm thinking about loki like he's always wearing his like as guardian get up especially up to that point right he was right. still wearing his like stuff so i mean does this the chest part have pockets like i mean I maybe. that's like a tiny little detail that's, yeah, really that's a very minuscule <laughs> detail i think i think mostly because i've seen it in so many movies i think mostly it's just for dramatic effect like you know how people yeah. get like a pat down to find something it's like you're patting yourself down because you're like desperate to find whatever you need to find it just like emphasizes it yeah. to the audience yeah, I know, I know it's like a, a TV movie thing, but still, like, it, it's, it's kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I also thought it was funny when he, like, shows up and that, you know, that random desk job guy, he's just sitting there minding his own business and he gives him the Tesseract and he's like, this looks kind of dumb. And he, like, have a whole drawer of Tesseracts you find out later. Like, yeah, the all these infinity I, stones. That was, that was, I think, a highlight of that episode. Because, <clears throat> like, at first, like, he, he, he hands in the Tesseract. He's like, okay, he puts it in his drawer. And then everyone in the audience is like baffled, like what? Like he just put an infinity stone in his drawer. Like that that's a significant, powerful, universe altering object, and they're just treating it like it's nothing. So that that initially was very fishy. And then yeah, after he like escapes from them his first time and he goes on like a run around the TVA, he goes back because he's like, Okay, he, obviously the one thing that can probably save me from this situation is the Tesseract, right? Because it got me into the, the situation in the first place. Then he opens up the drawer and then bam, there's like 20 infinity stones, like multiple copies. And the guy goes even further by saying, oh yeah, we have tons of these. Like some people in the office use them as paperweights. And <laughs> that really like puts it into perspective for Loki. Like, oh my God. He, he even looks up and there's like this dramatic scene where they like pan to his face. He's like, is this the greatest power in the universe? You know? Exactly. And that was crazy. Um, but I think it also emphasizes just like, how powerful a TVA actually exactly it, it could be right now. I mean, we don't really understand all like the full capacity of it right now, but that, you know, Loki can't even use his magic in there right now. Nope. You know, he can't use his magic. Nothing magical works. Even like the, the infinity stones. I don't know what kind of energy they have. I'm not paying attention that much, but like they don't work either. They're just stones. Um, but so going back with the whole like time thing though, like, when they are, they erased other like variantal timeline. I don't know if that's a real world, but they like erase all these timelines, like the different you know branching timelines that may happen, right? And they go and just like use these little bombs and they just like nuke the timeline, right? Yeah. 
Um, and that doesn't really, like, it still kind of doesn't make any sense to me. Like, um, you have, like, remember, uh, what's her name? The Dr. Strange lady, she was talking to, uh, Hulk on the, on the rooftop and he was talking yeah, about, an like, endgame. you know, it, yeah, an endgame where he's like, if you move, take one off and this whole, it turns this whole, like, other time into, like, chaos because you've removed an infinity stone from where it was at. It needs to stay, like, where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Right? But then, like, this implies that there's all these different, you know, different timelines that have all these infinity stones that are just not there. Yeah. But yeah, if they nuke the timelines, that mean, but that means that what that lady said is kind of true, but, like, not true because if, if they take a, they take an infinity stone from where it's supposed to be, the TV age is like now they have it, and then they nuked that timeline that was going to be like in tragedy. So really, it was never going to be <clears> a tragedy. <throat> like there was never going to be a timeline where there wasn't going to be an Infinity Stone because the TVA already nuked it, and they just stole the Infinity Stone and put it in their offices. Right? Yeah. That, <clears throat> I think yeah. there's possibly like two explanations for that. The first one is whenever they made Endgame, they just weren't really thinking about like this whole arc of Marvel with like the TVA, and so they just put that in. Because of their definition in time travel and endgame, they had to say something like that, right? Because uh, yeah, the way the way Banner described the timeline in Endgame, it's like there wasn't a multiverse, you know, it was just like the one timeline, which you know, I guess the sacred timeline, right? Uh, yeah. And then another explanation could be that you know that sect that trained Doctor Strange, maybe they're doing something with the timeline as well. Maybe they're trying to preserve the timeline. Maybe they're even working with the TVA. Who knows? I mean, Doctor Strange, his new movie, Multiverse of Madness, obviously he's going to have a hand in the multiverse, and that's going to be like a focus of his new movie. So maybe part of that like guild that he's a part of is preserving timelines, and maybe uh, the woman that trained him did know about the sacred timeline. So it could be that she was just telling Banner not to do that, because if he had done that, it would be more, more work for the TVA, more timelines they would have to go and nuke, and she just didn't want that to happen, you know? Yeah. No, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I mean, he he was he's the guard of the time stone, right? Like he would yeah, he would exactly. know, right? But this also kind of gets me. <laughs> you know, Doctor Strange has that ability where he can like see all of the possible outcomes. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> right. He's like he's like there's only two of them, right? That would imply that there's also like he saw all these different branching timelines that could possibly happen. <laughs> and what, what was it? He saw like 14 something million time, uh, different outcomes in infinity war. But yes. If we're but talking can, about, ne- if we're talking this- about infinite timelines, it would be no way. Would it only be 14 million? If he saw all the possible outcomes, it would be infinite outcomes, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be infinite outcomes. But even then I'm just saying like, if he saw those different outcomes that could possibly happen, they would have never, well, you know, the sacred timeline, like it, they would never, they would, like, the Avengers were supposed to do what they were supposed to do. But then the TVA would have obliterated all of the other timelines that would have right, happened. Because they were his, part like, of the hypothetical. Yeah, all his hypothetical things that he saw in his head would have never happened. That's and then point. Doctor Strange has the ability to like reverse time. Remember he does that? Yeah. You know, Umamu. Remember that? Like, okay, so there's all these like loopholes. I hope they like explain all of this in Doctor Strange. They, they're probably, that's why I think his is like going to be the thing. Because I'm sure like at the end of all this, like, Something's going to happen where there's going to be all these crazy branching timelines, you know, the multiverse of madness. There's going to be all these crazy things that happen, all these different variantal heroes, all these different, you know, variants of every single thing that you could possibly think of. Right. Right. You know, like that has to happen. You know, like maybe in the spider version you know, people are talking about that. Um, yeah. So. And I'm knows? sure this show is like an outlet for setting that up because exactly, already, yeah. already we're kind of seeing, I mean, jump forward, I guess, to the third and second episode that the, uh, the variant, like her goal was to, 
well, at least as far as we know, to create these branching timelines. So, you know, I don't, I don't foresee at the end of this season that Loki is going to be able to, you know, bring it all back to one sacred timeline because then nothing would have changed. And if they want to do exactly. like all this multiverse stuff for the next phase of Marvel, the only way they could do it is if they have branching timelines. So this is definitely, I think, in my mind, a setup for all of that. Exactly. And that's how, how I was thinking about it, too. Um, but anyway, yeah, let's go to this, this variant, right? Um, mm-hmm. So what? Morbius, Mobius, Morbius, <laughs> Mobius. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a kind of like a detective, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that, they did. Like it was it was role. funny how they like introduced this. But first of all, uh, the fact that he's Owen Wilson. I mean, I loved that. He was like yeah. Owen Wilson's like one of the last people I would expect to be part of anything Marvel related because it seems like he's only in like romantic comedies or just like comedies in general. That's really all I've seen. Yeah, him in. And, you know, he's known for that iconic like "Wow" line that he always does. Yeah, <laughs> and I think I saw a post on Facebook, and it was like, "Unfortunately, Owen Wilson is not going to be saying wow in Loki." And I was like, "Oh, what a shame! They should they should still make him do it." <laughs> Maybe that's a false post. I'm, I'm holding yeah. out hope. But anyway, I thought I thought it was good casting because you know he's in this. He's still Owen Wilson, but he's still kind of like the serious time agent guy. I think he's doing mm-hmm. a pretty good job so far. Yeah, uh, putting anyway. Loki in his place. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so weird because he like. Uh, he just like he feels like he has the upper hand no matter what you know right and like especially in the first like two episodes like he just you know talks to loki like i mean you can do whatever you feel like you think you want to do but you're like i'm you're not going to be able to hurt me or get out of this situation at all Mm -hmm. i mean i mean also i guess in his mind he's already he's dealt with like a hundred other different lokis because that's just you know god of mischief though obviously more than one has probably decided to do something dumb like this Right. I was led to believe right. that's almost what he like specialized in because, you know, he talked about how he's fought, like you said, hundreds of different Loki variants and how he knows like the techniques and stuff to, to fight them. But that this variant was different and this variant was like really causing trouble. So mm-hmm. obviously that was the plot that led to him wanting Loki to help him because he was like, you know, I got to need I got to have like the mindset of a Loki to catch a Loki and what better way to do that than have an actual Loki at my side. So it's kind of funny how they, they start out in the first episode and like half the second one with like this buddy cop thing because, yeah. uh, you know, Mobius doesn't really trust Loki and Loki is obviously like hatching schemes and he's not to be trusted. But at the end of the day, they're both like kind of nice to each other. They're kind of like becoming friends. Right. So Mm-hmm. I, I was I was thinking at first that maybe this was just going to turn into some kind of like crime detective thing because it seems like so many there's so many cool concepts out there. I, for example, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Lucifer, but it's like yeah, yeah. It started out with the concept of this is the devil, like the literal devil who's been he is taking a vacation in L.A. and it's like oh my god, what are they going to do with this? Guess what? It turns into a buddy cop drama, and then they just end up solving a bunch of different murders. So I was like. Gosh, I really hope that this show doesn't, you know, go down that rabbit hole. And it didn't. They 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 went exactly, away from yeah. that pretty fast. Even though it wouldn't have been terrible because I liked the chemistry between Owen Wilson and uh, Tom Hiddleston. But you know, I'm happy that they did kind of move away from that. Yeah, um, and I'm glad that they're, like they're putting him in different circumstances where he can just like, you know, be Loki, like be different, exactly, like, be able to act the way he we we expect him to, right? Um, especially going into that third episode where you have that. You know, you have Loki talking to Loki, you know, and there's like kind of kind of stuff like maybe some chemistry going on with these two <laughs> yeah, different Lokis. You know? That was interesting to watch. <laughs> um, but yeah, before before we talk about that, though, um, I thought a really big scene, though, was that, you know, he's like 
he's having to like discover himself a hundred percent like 10 trillion times faster than what he would have had to do in like his regular time you know what i mean like come to terms with like who he is as a person yeah and like what he's done right true and he has to like he like watches himself like he he gets so curious you know like that morbid curiosity like how am i gonna die what's my future like and he like goes and like watches like what he was gonna do if he was on his path right Mm -hmm. and i think it's pretty pretty kind of like kind of deep you know like like it's just imagine watching like your future (laughs) right and then he realizes how much of his future is plagued by regret and how many things he does he he's appalled watching what he actually does on the sacred timeline and uh mm. with loki as a character you're never really sure if what he's doing is genuine or what emotions he's showing are genuine but we we get this scene because he's just by himself he's not like putting on a show he's watching uh what he's done in in his other timeline and he gets pretty worked up he gets pretty sad about it he's upset you know i think he even starts tearing up and uh you know it's 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 him in a different situation than we've really ever seen him in in any of the marvel movies so i like that yeah yeah, I, it was, I think it was really good. And then toward the very end, you know, he has that like, you know, kind of heart to heart with Mobius. He's mm-hmm. sitting on the, just on the floor and it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm just like weak, you know. <laughs> uh, he says something about that, like uh, a projection of the weak to like maintain power, right? Something right. Like that. Um, and he says that beforehand too, like where he talks about the TVA and he's like, this is just an illusion of the, for the week, you know, just to make the illusion of power or whatever. But then he's like, that's just a projection of himself. Right. Cause he says that later about himself. He says right. that because he knows that because that's what he is. Not because like he actually believes where he's at is like, that. yeah. And that was a definitely a mature moment for the character. And the Mobius is like, well, what do you know? You do know yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but the second episode, honestly, for me, it was kind of like, it was like fun because it had like that buddy cop kind of thing. But I was just like wa- waiting for like the variant, right? Because they kind of like tease it at the end, like, oh, yeah. the variant's like, you know, killing people and like taking prisoners now or whatever. Like, I don't know, it just seemed kind of brutal. But then like the whole next episode, I was just like waiting for that reveal and then we don't get it until like the very, very, very end. Exactly. Um, that was kind of frustrating. So I was like, I just wanted like, let's just, you know, let's do the thing and like, I don't know if you're going to try to catch her or whatever, but just wanted it to happen sooner than later. Yeah. And I was, I was frustrated by that as well. It felt very Mandalorian-y <laughs> like we're yeah. left on, we're left on a cliffhanger in episode one. We didn't even get to see your face. And then on episode two, again, it's a cliffhanger. We get to see your face this time, but that's it. Episode's over. <laughs> and episode three, the same thing. Like <laughs> they're like about to die and then it's over. <laughs> Right. With episode three, I think it was a bit more tasteful, though. I was totally fine with it. Yeah, true, like true. That. Yeah, because true. and I even because uh, with this show, you know, just as a side note, at, at the end of the show, they do like the credits at the end and it, it's almost like an opening, but it's at the end. So it always throws me off. And then you know, whenever the episode's over, there's still like five minutes left. So every single time, I guess I'll have to stop doing it. But every single time I've watched an episode, I like skip forward to see if there's like anything more left to, to watch. And uh I did it in this third episode because usually with like a cliffhanger, like the one that was on the third one, they have like some little bit of like hope or like, you know, some little bit of plot hinting at what's going to happen in the next one. But with, with this one, it was just like, Nope, they're screwed. And that's what you're just left with. <laughs> I thought yeah. that was fine. Uh, but it was like funny. <laughs> well, it wasn't like funny, but it was like, I mean, you know, they're going to get out of it, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, something happened in the second episode that kind of bugged me. Oh wait, wait, wait! Yeah, it was the um, his apocalypse 
thing, like that, like breakthrough that he had. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it. And I was like, well, I mean, I don't think there's like any actual point where there'd be like, everybody has to die, but like, I feel like that would still have a ripple effect if he just like did something different, even still there in the future. Like, I was thinking, you know, like in Pompeii, or that's where those are. It was the Pompeii volcano yeah, thing, right? Whenever they were testing and, the theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, um, you know, like there's the, the like skeletons they found or whatever that was like hugging each other, you know, that like history piece. Right. Heard of that before? Yeah. Okay. So I was like, okay, well, I mean, what if like Loki went back in time and he was doing all that stuff and then like, I don't know, whatever he did, like he like let those like goats leave or pigs leave or whatever. And like maybe that guy who was chasing those pigs was that person hugging his like wife and that never happened. And then like in the future, there, no one found that. So that guy who found that never got like famous for finding it or something. And then like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then there's a variant of that guy who never does that. Nah, so I'm like, I hear you. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it would be like a, it'd be way more like forward in time, but like still like it wouldn't like, there's not like it, it didn't have any consequences to like the future. Yep. I agree with you. And what really bugged me was the comment where he was like, literally nothing I do will have any effect. And then Mobius checks his little meter and he's like, oh, you're right. That, that can't be right at all. Nothing he, he did would have any effect. I can't believe that. Because uh, like, what if it, we take it a step further? What if he did something like absolutely crazy, you know, and then all the people of Pompeii were like flabbergasted. They were terrified. They were like running away the opposite way where they were supposed to go. Uh, what if you had just a bunch of bodies spread out in like these interesting, horrific positions that they weren't in before and then people like studied the the instant much differently than they would today because of you know how they're positioned you never know what's going to happen and yeah you know, it gets into like the whole butterfly effect thing you know and you obviously heard of that like the the flap of butterflies wings yeah, yeah. over like around the world can cause like a monsoon on the other side of the world or something like that and they've they translated that to time travel before in movies too so even like doing something like that during an apocalypse, uh, this is do- definitely an apocalypse we know of for sure. Maybe if it was like a nameless apocalypse, no one's ever studied or ever talked about. I guess I could see that as being different. But like Pompeii was a, a definite historical, you know, it, it was something that we've always studied and we've always like looked at as as the pinnacle of like an apocalypse, you know. So I, I don't believe that they could go in and nothing would happen either. Exactly. And that was kind of my thought process wasn't happening. I mean, I'm sure we're like, you know, it's entertainment, but like, you know, with timeline stuff, it's like, you got to be like, if you're going to do timeline, which I hate, I hate timeline stuff because Mm -hmm. it's like kind of a cop out to me, I think, you know, Uh, because now now you can do anything. Exactly. (laughs) Especially with this Um, concept of apocalypse stuff. He's like, you can literally do anything. But I feel like with with, with this stuff, you got to, if you really want to create a legit story around time travel, you've got to kind of tiptoe around it. Because there's always going to be people like yeah. you and I who are sitting there thinking of all the all the different possibilities and all the things that could or couldn't happen or the logic that doesn't make sense, right? Exactly. And, then, and I think about it, I'm like, you know, I mean, it'd be one thing, you know, like Mobius was like, you know, how about we just like not touch or talk or do anything, like just stand here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I can see that kind of like, you know, tinier things, but no, he was like throwing cabbages or whatever. Like. <laughs> I mean, he was causing a scene. He was saying, I guess... Maybe they couldn't understand him, but I guess he still had the translator on, right? So they should have been able to understand him. I don't know. Lot, no, no, no. He, he, he spoke in like whatever the language Oh, was. that's right. That's right. Because there were subtitles. Right. Uh, I guess it yeah, was yeah. supposed to be like Latin or something. He was speaking yeah, to yeah. them. So I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. That was just one, like, one thing. But the rest of the episode was okay. Um, the more interesting episode was probably this, this one that came up um, in season or the episode three here. We yep. finally get the chemistry between the two different Loki's and kind of learn more about Loki and also that she doesn't like being called Loki. 
Was it Sil- Sylvia? Yeah. Sil- yeah. Sylvia, I think is what he ends up calling Sylvie, her. Sylvie, Sylvie, Sylvie. Yeah. Um, and they're fun because they like, you know, they're trying to like one up each other kind of the whole time. You know, they're trying to like, you know, I'm not going to sleep on this plane or this train because, you know, like you'll get me or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite scene was the, when they finally got in there and he just starts like drinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. They're just so funny to me. I was, um, I was surprised she was so okay with him starting to drink. Cause like he was talking, she was talking about like the gravity of the situation they were in and about how they're going to storm the vessel. That's going to transport people away from this apocalypse. And you know, it's going to be difficult. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll rest the way I want to. You can rest the way you want to, or like, you know, yeah. relax before the, the big, the big deal they're about to embark on. And then obviously he just gets wasted. I'm surprised she didn't stop him or try to stop him from drinking. <laughs> since she's, I know she, like, she shows herself to be like the death. more uptight person, the more uptight Loki. Yeah. I mean, it's literally life or death, right? Exactly. I mean, but I mean, I think in the back of her mind, she might be like, I have another way to get. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you know, that, that, that could also be possible because they don't, they don't really like let you know, but she seemed pretty concerned, you know, when that thing blew up the yeah. arc or whatever. So I don't know. And here's another little detail that bothered me, everybody, because I'm a nitpick. <laughs> <laughs> so the little the lady, she was playing like a cello, right? Mm-hmm. And it's only like, I don't know, like a little bit more in the future. It's not even that that much further into the future. Like, we have no reason for the cello to like evolve in any way, unless it was like electric cello. It was like shaped in a, such a weird way. Like, why would it? Why would you do that? Like, well, I have. I guess a little bit of an explanation. I, I'm I'm thinking it's because they, they said they're on Lamentus One, right? So this is like an alien yeah, yeah. planet. Alien. Planet, it was just yeah. supposed to be like the alien style cello, you know. But then what bothers me? <laughs> I know it's just like a cosmetic thing. I yeah, know it's yeah. Like yeah. A big but, deal. but but then like, what bothers <laughs> me though, like they have obviously like this different style. Everything's different. It's like a moon, so everything's rocky. There's no trees, but the inhabitants are completely human. You know, it's like it's like they're Earthlings off on this foreign moon. <laughs> so i was like at least put on some makeup or make make it look like aliens i don't know you know you watch or even like you watch star trek and like star wars mixed like, race thing you exactly know, like you have like some like alien people and then you have like regular people yeah that, then that would be fine that'd be more believable but it's it's kind of unbelievable to me that they go and they're transported to this moon no trees in sight by the way but they're still able to breathe the air and then they meet all these people and it's like these people look just like them they can fit in perfectly you know they can get by the guards it's like come on a little bit of convenience but at the same time i know it's also more expensive to put makeup on everybody and it's easier because we're all humans here and you know we don't know of any aliens you can't hire an alien to go and <laughs> play in this show so for like cost purposes for the show i guess but you know at the same time disney's also pumping a lot of money into yeah. this so i was like maybe exactly i, I would i would appreciate <laughs> a little bit more effort <laughs> i don't know it's funny i mean these are all just like i keep pointing out like really dumb dumb things that are like not a big deal at all i mean because the story's fine like i don't yeah, really have anything yeah like, <laughs> i mean we got a nitpick though it's, yeah it's we it's, i think it's funny um all right i guess uh something i liked when they were like talking about um they're sitting at the table before loki started drinking or whatever and they were just talking about kind of their backstories you know they're starting to bond starting to open up to each other just a little bit mm-hmm. um about their like their heritage and like kind of where they split off you know because i mean obviously she was born a woman he was you know a man low-key and they just had a different way of growing up like she didn't even have her mom right mm-hmm. i'm assuming they were both you know frost babies and jodenheim you know like 
that kind of thing. Right. She mentions that she was told she was adopted. So it seems like yeah. that that was similar between the two of them. But I mean, they don't ever talk about it completely because they don't go that deep. But he's like, they told you? And she's like, yeah, they told me I was adopted. I'm like, they didn't tell you? And he's like, well, they told me eventually. But I mean, like, they, I don't I don't know how far along she was before they told her. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> she could have, like, found out the same way he did and just is holding that information back. Exactly. Um, yeah, but I think that the whole time she kind of was. She was like, you know, she was very hesitant to, like, give him any real information right and he, anything, he comments right? on that too he's like i feel like you know everything about me but i know nothing about you and she's like well thank you for the tactical advantage <laughs> i thought that was a fun <laughs> yeah. little quip um and they start talking about like love for like a second you know mm-hmm. uh which is kind of weird only because like they're the same person but then you think about like loki's like narcissistic attitude right yeah you know, like he would be a person to like love himself you know or like kind of be into himself <laughs> right and maybe she um, feels the same way and there kind definitely like was like budding. there was there was like chemistry between the two of them during this episode. Yeah. And there was that moment where she like places her hands on his on his head. Obviously, she was trying to like uh, enchant him. him, enchant him. Right. But, you know, they it have is. like this this moment where the obviously it was like that, too, for the audience to be like, wait, what's going on here? Like, is there some type of romantic chemistry going on? Because at first, like, that's kind of the look he had on his face. Like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> what, what does this mean? Right. But, you know, they explained it in logical terms. Yeah, um, so that was that was a pretty pretty like underlying thing that would maybe will play out, maybe won't play out, or maybe they will team up at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear some like in my brain just like some some weird eighties like pop music playing while like fire is exploding behind them as they're both walking slowly away from the fire explosion. You know, toward the camera, mm-hmm. they did something cool. Like I don't know, I feel like that's like gonna happen some somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> good i could see that happening um but yeah so the whole the whole third episode they're just like escaping trying to figure out where to go and i'm kind of curious you know how they're going to bring back the tva mobius and you know how loki's going to explain himself or how he's going to get back or if he's going to team up with them or she's going to like you know double cross loki once they you know actually figure stuff i mean she's kind of you know been open like i'm not i'm gonna do whatever i was gonna do you know, without, with or without you, I don't care. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of, kind of excited to see next week, like kind of how they put the kind of the pieces back together. Cause they just basically broke everything. Like <laughs> they, she like messed up the sacred timeline, you know, everybody, she had, she got like all of their forces to like leave, to go take off these branches. And that like made the TVA open for her to like, to go raid it. Right. Mm-hmm. And now she's gone, so like that basically ruined her whole plan because they're going to go fix all these different timelines, then come back, and the TV is going to be back, so that she can't like, she won't be able to execute her plan to like go find the time gods or whatever, mm. the elder gods. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know. It's, it's pretty interesting, pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I'm curious too to see how it's all going to pan out. And you know, since Loki in this episode is bonding with her, and then he's bonded with Mobius and the other two, he's kind of got a decision to make now. And of course, there is going to be a point, be it next episode or a couple episodes down, where they're going to reunite again. He's going to be back with Mobius. The TVA is going to be involved. And then as viewers, we're probably going to be a little like on the edge, like which side is he going to choose? Yeah. And what choice you're going to make? Man. Either either side could double cross him, too, because we're always we know that Mobius is basically using Loki just to accomplish his mission. Right. Is he actually Loki's friend? We don't really know. He's shown kind of like these flashes of deceptiveness. Uh 
at the same time, it's very blatantly obvious that the the variant would betray him. I mean, she's got her own plans and she feels like he just interfered with hers. So all parties have reason to betray each other. All parties also have reason to ally with each other. And I think it's kind of cool how we have this like ambiguity uh, moving into. And how many episodes did you say we're going to be in this season? I think there's only going to be like six or something. Yeah, like it's so. not. It's not like a crazy eight episode mm-hmm. thing. It's gonna be like, and these episodes are long. Like they they've are. been a forty to fifty minutes, um, which is way longer than like you know, the Bad Batch only like twenty minutes each. Yeah, Man- Mandalorian was even only like twenty something minutes each per episode. So the, like the length of these episodes are like really good to like fit a lot of story, you know, storytelling in. So I think not having a full like eight episodes is probably going to be okay. Yeah, I think so too. And it, I think they're at a good place right now, halfway in. Uh, establishing all this stuff to kind of put us in a place where okay we're 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 tuning in now you know we we want to see what's going to happen a lot of motivation going yeah. into next week definitely to see how they get out of this situation because it looked pretty morbid for them and i just got to say yeah. that whole sequence where they were like in the the cyberpunk city like cyberpunk style city trying to get onto the ark uh mm-hmm. the way they shot that and the way it was like all playing out was awesome i think it looked like it was all taken in one shot because the camera was just like following them as they following, were like yeah. fighting and it they're like really trying cool. to, it was like they, they go into this random diner because they think it's going to lead somewhere but it doesn't and they just fight these guys and she's like let's just get out and they ended up like getting out of it and you can see like the set and everything that they've built to film you know you see it over and over again and, and it's all in this like one crazy shot and the way they like pan around you know that meteor falls on the ground and they get blown back but then it comes right back up you know I thought that was amazing uh, yeah. definitely something you don't see often in a TV show yeah um i particularly like that one part where um uh, they're like running in like this tower for the fall on them and he's like look he's like i got it and he like just like reverses it uh it's <laughs> like no like, effort for him at all you can control time too like what do you <laughs> yeah I don't, yeah that, that was like that was and i thought that for something because we've never really seen him do something like on that scale before i thought he was going to show some strain with all the effort then he just like turns to her as if it was nothing and just like kind of like yeah, jogs along running, yeah <laughs> like he just you just <clears throat> propelled a building past you like the episode prior you were like fighting with a, a vacuum cleaner <laughs> exactly it's like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh, he has a lot of tricks up his sleeve i feel like he's not always thinking you know <laughs> yeah um uh, so i guess we'll find out what happens next week um but i think that's a good place to, to end some of our discussion though yep i would agree yep so next week uh We'll probably talk about it again once it's finished and get uh, more thoughts coming out for both of us. But until then, Zach, I guess I'll see you next time. Sounds good. See ya. Yeah.